Blessings, everyone. Welcome to Into Stillness, the meditation podcast. On this episode, we'll be discussing meditation and the breath. But before we begin, I would like to invite you to subscribe, review, and share the podcast wherever you're able to. It is the easiest way for you to support me and the podcast itself. Our breath is one of, if not the most important part of our meditation practice. How we breathe is how we gain control of and influence our well-being. We can use our breath as a tool to affect all the physiological systems that we can't consciously control otherwise. Our mood and emotional state correspond to our autonomic nervous system. Therefore, we can use the breath to help us control how we feel and how we interact with ourselves and others. This comes into play every time we sit to meditate. It can sound a bit cliche when someone tells you to take a deep, slow breath when you are overwhelmed, but there is a reason for it. Most meditation practices, whether intentional or not, will include some type of pranayama. Pranayama is the conscious act of controlling the breath. The root word prana, meaning vital life force, which in this practice relates to the breath, and ayama, meaning to extend or draw out. Our breath, vitality, and energetic life force are interdependent and interconnected, meaning prana is not limited to just the lungs. With intention, it can be directed anywhere in the body. We can use our breath as a vehicle that is guided by that intention. There are a wide variety of specific pranayama exercises, ujjayi, kapalabhati, dirgaswasam, box breath, etc. But even just focusing on slowing down the breath and lengthening your inhales and exhales is pranayama. For pranayama and our meditation, there are three parts to the breath that are under our control and can be used to enhance our practice. Paraka, inhalation, Rachaka, exhalation, Kumbhaka, suspension or retention of the breath. Each part of the breath can be focused on and utilized in different ways in pranayama exercises. Speaking to the inhalation and exhalation, they generally work in the following ways. Inhalation affects the sympathetic nervous system comes with increased heart rate, quicker and deeper breath, and sympathetic tone. Exhalation affects the parasympathetic nervous system, leading to decreased heart rate, slower breath, and parasympathetic tone. Probably the most basic form of pranayama, diaphragmatic breathing, 
is the main kind of breath you want to cultivate in your meditation practice. It is the most fundamental form of pranayama and is also referred to as belly breathing or abdominal breathing. Not only does diaphragmatic breathing stimulate your parasympathetic nervous system, but it enhances the transfer of oxygen from the lungs to the blood when paired with nasal breathing. Nasal breathing is the most efficient way to control the breath. Breathing through the nose has greater resistance than breathing through the mouth, making it easier to control the rate of your breath. Overbreathing, caused by breathing through the mouth, stimulates our parasympathetic nervous system, fight or flight, decreases carbon dioxide levels, decreases oxygenation of tissues, increases blood pressure, increases tension slash pain, increases hunger, etc. While underbreathing, using the nose, stimulates our parasympathetic nervous system, rest and digest, increases carbon dioxide levels, increases oxygenation of tissues, lowers blood pressure, decreases hunger, decreases pain perception, improves mood, stabilizes emotions, brings about deep states of relaxation, and helps us feel more at peace. Slowing down your breath rate also increases the size of each breath typically, which can significantly improve your heart rate variability. This is one indicator that your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system branches are in balance. Mouth breathing is not as efficient in controlling the breath rate. Compared to nasal breathing, it comes with less capacity because it de-emphasizes the diaphragm, which is the dominant muscle in drawing air in and out. Poor posture significantly impairs the diaphragm's ability to function properly as well. When we sit with our knees above the hips, slouch forward and allow the shoulders to roll in, the chest compresses and the sternum and ribcage have trouble expanding. The diaphragm is then not able to contract properly and pull down to expand our chest as we inhale. This poor posture will lead to compensatory breathing problems like lifting the shoulders and collarbones, which can lead to chronic back pain. These types of breathing patterns also stimulate the nervous system's stress responses which can create feelings of anxiety and depression, since you will most likely be breathing faster and more shallow. As you learn to apply proper posture, you too also master relaxing your core. Since a lot of people have an issue with chronically tensing their abdomen, when you learn to consistently relax your core, you'll be able to breathe more effectively and you'll also increase your vital capacity. When you assume good posture and relax your belly, proper, efficient breathing should happen very naturally. To put it all together, sit upright so that your spine maintains its natural curvature. Relax your shoulders and release 
all muscle engagement of your core. Relax your jaw and face. Slowly inhale through the nose. Allow the breath to move down toward your belly and the rib cage to expand, not just outward, but 360 degrees into the back and sides as well. When the rib cage lifts, your shoulders and collarbone should remain level and in place. The exhalation should be totally passive as the diaphragm returns to neutral, drawing the belly inward toward the spine. Over time, you will learn to make the things previously listed your baseline when sitting for extended periods of meditation. It will just start to happen automatically and without much thought. Most people spend the vast majority of the day not paying attention to their breath or how they are breathing. Knowing how to utilize the breath when you sit down to meditate or any time of the day really will benefit you and your practice greatly. Focused and controlled breathing through the nose into the abdomen is your most accessible and effective tool in order to enter a parasympathetic recovery state. A state where our heart slows, our breathing calms, our body sends blood to our organs and away from the skeletal muscles. We digest our food, we make hormones, we repair our muscles, we build strength. Our body is in a state of relaxation and this relaxation breeds recovery. This state will facilitate the calm feeling you want to associate with the meditation practice and reduce activity in the regions of the brain that keep you stressed out and anxious. There are many anchors associated with the breath that can be very useful during your meditation practice. These are the things you are tying your focus to when using the breath as an anchor for the mind. The main ones being the feeling of air passing in through the nose, the sound of the breath, the movement it creates in the body, different breathing patterns or exercises, the cadence, and even the exchange of life-giving energy. Any one of these can be the focus for your entire meditation practice. Always present for you when you find your mind has wandered. I always find it quite wild how much there is under the surface to the simple act of breathing. A few years ago, I believed breathing was just something the body did to stay alive. And while that is true, from what I have talked about above is so much more than that. Learning the ins and outs of the breath and how to apply that to daily life and the practice of meditation has been an incredible experience. I hope you take away some new knowledge from this episode and a greater appreciation for the simple function of the body. Until next time, and with love, Namaste.